This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Snapchat is the perfect app for stalkers. Maybe that's why I like it so much. This world is a strange one. Take a picture or video of your life. Show your faceless online friends then wait for some weirdo to figure out where you live and begin to follow you every day for the rest of your life. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought those were the guidelines of using Snapchat. Well, as with any app, you need to take precautions to ensure your own safety. Never befriend anyone you don't actually know and be sure to always take some candy as a gift when you want to meet some stranger in the middle of an abandoned warehouse. That's just common courtesy. So enjoy these allegedly true, scary Snapchat stories. But first, I'm serious. If you don't click that bell icon to stay notified of my new uploads by the subscribe button, I'm not gonna let you play with my Legos anymore. And hey, if you've got a scary story from playing an MMORPG, send it to me at darknessprevails.org. Anyway, let's look at a few reasons why I never use Snapchat. Number one. My Creepy Ex-Girlfriend, submitted by Lucas B. I don't view myself as a bad person, but I think people are capable of bad things in times of stress, and I bet most people can relate to this. I'm 15, and I live in Salina, Kansas, and my first year of high school was really rough. I got into fights, I often got jumped throughout the week, and I found myself in more trouble than I'm worth. It was only recently that I was able to get myself back on track. 
Anyway, let's go back to last Christmas of 2016. It wasn't crazy cold in Kansas that year, so I went on midnight skates like I always do. I was talking to this girl. She had no interest in me. I'd already tried to hit on her before, but she shut me down. Days later of not talking to her, I got a Snapchat from her. And the moment I saw the notification, I was excited. I was a girl crazy boy back then, just like anyone my age, I guess. When I opened Snapchat, I saw that it was a simple hey, and I wrote back right away. All I could think of to write back was hey, without losing my cool. Her picture though was odd, because when she messaged me back, she sent me a picture of her body. I was shocked. I didn't know she was like that. I asked her what that was for and I even thanked her, being the excitable teenager I was. Probably not the best thing to say at the time, but she didn't give me a response. It was weird. You don't just send someone those kinds of pictures on Snapchat, then disappear. In fact, I didn't hear from this girl after six months. The most that would happen was I would walk by her at the high school, but she would pretend I didn't exist. Well, when the next semester started at school, I was still screwing around, not listening, not doing my work, just being a total drag on my own life. But a new girl caught my eye. She had long, straight, beautiful hair, and I thought she was awesome. She ended up being the girl I had my first time with, someone I truly cared about. But we only dated for about two months, because due to my behavior, I got kicked out of public school. My grades were terrible, and I just didn't care enough about my work or the teachers who were giving it to me. Not to mention she and I were growing apart because of some personal drama brewing between my buddies and hers. At my first day at an alternative school, I sent her a simple and painful message, and I tried not to cry as I texted it. I don't think this will work out. I gotta go. You were the greatest thing in a long time for me but I need to get my act together. I'm sorry. She didn't like that one bit. Throughout my first day, I got dings constantly from my pocket, and when I wouldn't reply to her texts, she began to message me nonstop on Snapchat, as that's always been the next best way to get a hold of me. And as I didn't turn the notifications off fast enough, I had my phone taken away. Yay, I thought. I got home at three that day, and by 10 p.m. I was out. I crashed in my bed, but not too long after, something woke me up. It was a notification from Snapchat, a picture with a message, and of course it was from her. It was a message that sent chills down my spine. The picture showed a gun in someone's drawer, and the message read, if you really do do this, if you really think you're going to leave me, then I'll be getting my family together, my mom, my uncle, my stepdad, and we'll meet you at your house, and we'll show you what happens when you hurt someone like me. I was astonished, to say the least, to think that someone I really thought cared would threaten me like that, and I didn't believe it anyway. I ignored it, and I went to sleep. As per usual, I woke up in the morning, took my shower, went to school, Ignored the other kids who didn't really like me. Same old, same old. And when I got home that day, there was a car and truck in front of my house. 
that I didn't recognize. My heart stopped. Was she serious? Did she have her family take a hit out on me? Better yet, I noticed that the truck had a gun mounted to the back glass of the windows. I wasn't about to go home and risk my life, so I tried to stay out of sight. My friend Lauren lived around the corner, thank God. I asked him if I could jump his fence over to my house so I could get in the back way. He didn't mind, and he even decided to take him and his sister to the front yard and scope out the situation. While they made for a distraction, I jumped into my backyard and went inside. From the windows, I could see that my ex's posse was on the porch, and luckily I didn't see that anyone had a gun. I was home alone and I'll admit I was nervous. If she was going to threaten me like that and her family was going to back her up on it, I was honestly scared that they would break in at any second to take out their vengeance on me. But soon, maybe an hour later, they left and everything was normal for the rest of the day, except for another message on Snapchat, along with another new creepy picture. Again, it was from my ex. She said, so my family doesn't have the guts to do it, but I will. You better hope I don't see you out in public. The picture showed some duct tape, some rope, and what looked like a box cutter. This assured me that this girl really did mean harm and I was beginning to fear for my own safety out in public. A few weeks go by without any incidents, and I was beginning to calm down. I met a new girl at school, someone who helped me with my homework, someone who cared enough to help me get on track. One day, we were at the park sitting on the bench. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw something that made my heart stop, and of course, it was my ex. She was just eyeballing me, wide-eyed from across the way. Instantly, I looked at my girlfriend and I told her we need to get up and go. So we got up and left in my car, but only seconds later after we pulled out of the park, I got a message. Luckily, it wasn't from her. It was actually from Lauren, my neighbor and friend, but he was pretty angry because apparently she got his Snapchat info. She was now harassing him with the same sort of threats and creepy pictures out of nowhere. Well, I drove my girlfriend home, then I went to my house. Later that night, I heard a doorbell, and to be honest, it made me jump. You better believe I checked the windows before I ever thought of answering the door. I was home alone, and I didn't expect anyone to be home just yet. I didn't see anyone outside, and I didn't open the door, but throughout the night, I swear I heard someone walking through the bushes around the house. I heard scratching at my doors like it was some wild animal trying to get in. And in the morning when I finally had the courage to step outside when my parents were home, someone had keyed a message into my brother's old Buick. In big sloppy letters was one word, die. My family notified the cops and sent them to my ex-girlfriend's house and I let them know that while I was with her, she did show me some paraphernalia in her back room. She was into the harder things, if you catch my drift, the much more illegal stuff. And thank God, the cops found plenty of things in that back room. She got in a lot of trouble and was sent to a special school by herself a few towns over. I was so thankful that I didn't hear from her again. All the bad happening stopped. I started working hard. I began to make better grades, and I even started a lawnmower business with Lauren. 
and I'm finally happy and safe. And none of that is thanks to my crazy ex-girlfriend. Let's never run into each other again. Number two, never at a stranger on Snapchat. Submitted by Kelvin K. First of all, I just want to say that if you don't explicitly know someone in real life, do not add them as a friend on any sort of social media. It could either be spam or someone trying to do something terrible to you. Anyway, this year I'd finally gotten on Snapchat. My friends had pressured me to get on it, although I didn't really want to. I just wasn't into the idea of sending or receiving pictures and videos of myself or other people. I'm not the best at presenting myself or the things in my life, and I usually wasn't interested in other people's lives. I was an introvert by definition. Even though I didn't expect it, I was growing kind of fond of the app after using it for a few weeks. I began taking more and more selfies. I think it was helping me not care too much about my appearance or what strangers thought of me. It was really helping me come out of my shell and I was having a good time. That was until I made a huge screw up. I was fooling around, checking out posts from those I follow, thinking of what I could post next. When I came by a message at the top of my iPhone, it said, Hannah 28 has added you. I quickly rattled my brain, trying to think of someone I knew who was named Hannah, but I couldn't think of anyone. I didn't mind much though, because Hannah 28 was a girl and I loved getting attention from girls. So I checked out her profile and liked what I saw and I decided to add her as well. And only seconds after, I got a message from her. Hey you, she said. I replied, oh hi, do I know you? No, she says. I then proceeded to ask her how old she was. She said 15, which was my age, and this made me smile. And before I could reply to that, she sent me an even better message, saying, I think you're cute. I smiled even bigger now, until I realized that I haven't posted anything recently, so there was nothing of me on my profile at the moment, and I never sent her any photos. So how could she know what I looked like? I didn't answer. I mean, what should I have answered? I was nervous and confused. I've always been a paranoid person when it comes to who I'm talking to, and especially when it comes to girls. I then received two more messages. I didn't dare open them. I was already pretty flustered, and it was getting late, so I headed off to bed. I woke up in the morning to the sound of my phone buzzing repeatedly. It was Hannah 28 again. She was blowing up my Snapchat, sending me video after video with no explanation. So being both curious and weirded out, there was only one thing I could do. I began to play each video. All of these videos were at night. I could barely see anything in most of them. In the first one, she seemed to be walking down a street. She was saying something in a whisper. It wasn't in English and I didn't know what she was saying. In the second video, her voice was more clear. I could tell she was speaking Spanish. She was still on the street she was walking. It was too dark to make out any details. And finally, in the third video, she was standing on someone's porch. 
and she was wiggling a very familiar doorknob. The door was locked and she couldn't get inside. So she filmed herself scratching the wood of the door with her fingernails that were especially long. At this point, I was in denial. I didn't want to believe what I was seeing, what I was hearing. I did my best to listen to what she was saying in Spanish as she wiggled the doorknob. I went over to Google Translate and typed in what I'd heard, and I got a rough yet accurate enough translation, and then I knew exactly what she had been repeating in every single video. Let me in, let me in, let me in. You see, the door she was at was my door. She had come to my house. She had tried to get inside. This creepy stranger was only a few meters away from me at one point while I was unconscious in bed. My heart pounded like it was going to explode. Right away, I went on my Snapchat and blocked this crazy person and I tried to forget everything that had happened. But when I saw the scratching at the door, I couldn't help but tell my parents. Unfortunately, I had gotten rid of any trace of Hannah 28 on Snapchat, so I was unable to show them what I was talking about. At the very most, they thought it was weird because I had no evidence to back up what I was saying. If only I'd kept those videos, I could have told my parents to call the cops. Well, my week went by without any more weird happenings and I couldn't be happier. But just a few weeks ago, I got a new notification on my Snapchat account, and I'm sure you can guess what it said. Hannah29 has added you. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number three, Snapchat Stalker, submitted by Luke's.
Just a while back, I was the Snapchat geek. I had all my friends on there. I even had my boyfriend on there with me. Of course, this was normal. I made sure to add him on all my social media websites. But during this time, I had second thoughts about our relationship. It was mostly because he had been posting pictures of me on his Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Pictures I didn't know he took. Some that were inappropriate that I didn't give him permission to share. It made me very uncomfortable and I tried to tell him to stop, that I didn't like it, but he just kept doing it. So I ended up breaking it off with him. On that very same night, I heard a loud crash at my door. Someone had thrown a brick at the front door of my house. My family had a security camera set up, so I went into my dad's office and checked the cameras, and I rolled my eyes when I saw it was him. Obviously, he was just angry at the breakup, and trying to take it out on me. I walked back to my room, thinking about calling the cops as I was alone at the house at the time. When I unlocked my phone, I was immediately greeted with a Snapchat notification. I opened it, and I saw a picture of me looking at my phone, a picture taken from just outside my window. When I looked at the window, goosebumps all over my body, I saw a familiar silhouette there, then it suddenly darted to the right meaning he was going for the back door. As soon as I realized where he was going, I made a mad dash for the back door myself. I knew I would beat him though. He would have to hop the back fence first before he got back there. I beat him there and locked the door. Then I checked the other doors and windows, making sure everything was locked. Then I ran upstairs, locking every door behind me with keys. I ended up locking myself in one of the bathrooms of the upstairs rooms. The thought that wouldn't leave my mind, the thought that kept scaring me as everything was going down, it wasn't the idea that he was angry. It was the idea that this guy was angry and wanted to get in my house for whatever reason. What did he plan to do if he could get inside? Just as I was thinking about this, I heard something, something that shook me to the very core that made this experience far too real. It was the sound of glass shattering and hitting the floor downstairs, then the sound of someone taking footsteps over the broken glass. I was quiet, I covered my mouth with my hand to be sure of it, but I couldn't keep myself from crying. I could hear him trying to open different doors in the house, trying to get to me. He didn't know where I was, and I'd already called the police. So now it was a game of cat and mouse. I just had to wait it out long enough. Not too long later, I heard him laughing and I heard something big and metal hit the ground. After three minutes of waiting, the knob to my bathroom began to jiggle. He was trying to get in. He had found me. But just as I thought everything was over, I heard several other pairs of feet running in and yelling. The police were here. I was saved. I couldn't believe it. It was such a close call. I honestly thought I wasn't going to make it. If they had been seconds too late, I wouldn't know if I'd still be here. After they arrested him, they informed me that he had a crowbar on his person. So that's how he busted through all those locked doors and glass. After this experience, it took me a long time to finally feel safe in my house again and my parents were scared to leave my side for an even longer amount of time. I can't say I blame them. 
I'm just glad to be alive, and I think I'm lucky that I made all the right decisions when hiding from him, locking every other door behind me, leaving him to wonder which locked door I was behind. I think that's what saved my life. So be careful who you date, and be careful what you show on Snapchat. It can all be used against you. Number four, Snapchat Terror, submitted by Jerry L. This happened a year ago when I was 16 and my sister was 14. My sister was really into Snapchat. She used it every day, all the time. I don't know when it started, but at some point, she began to message some random person on Snapchat someone she began to talk to on a regular daily basis. It was taking up all her time, distracting her from family moments, you know. It was the kind of thing that made the rest of us worry about her. So one day when she left her phone on the table, I did something that I probably shouldn't have, but I'm glad I did. I invaded her privacy. I picked up her phone and checked out the notification. It was for Snapchat. It was a message that said, Hey there, we're still meeting at the park, right? I just wanna be sure before I drive there. This creeped me out. She hadn't told any of us about her get together with whoever this was, and she was only 14. Although I was creeped out and a little worried, as her older brother, I trusted her, and I thought she would do the right thing, so I just didn't bring it up. But I was dead wrong, because the next thing I knew she asked our mom if she could go to the park by herself. At this point, I was scared for her life. She was just walking right into this trap. I mean, even if this was a kid her age who had nothing terrible in mind, I didn't want to let her go alone. So as my mom said yes, letting her go to the park, I then asked our mother if I could go hang out with some friends as well, and she didn't mind. I grabbed one of the kitchen knives from a drawer I tucked it in my jeans where it wouldn't stab me, and I followed my sister, keeping my distance so she didn't know I was there. I just wanted to make sure she was safe. When we got to the park, there was no one else around for a while. It was empty, and this worried me more. She would be truly alone if I wasn't there, completely defenseless. She walked over to a bench and sat down to wait. Then a man walked up, this guy must have been in his late 40s. He had gray hair, a pot belly, and he sat down right next to her. A second after he sat there, he looked over to her and asked her how she was. She had this weird look on her face, a look of surprise and anxiety. I knew that better than anyone. It took her a few seconds to respond as she looked around. I'm uh, good. I could tell this was not what she was expecting or who she was expecting, but I don't think she realized she had been lied to just yet. She kept scanning the park, waiting for the real guy to come up, but he never came. The man saw her looking around and said, so uh, what are you looking for? She replied, nothing. And just then, I saw him put his hand on her leg. She slapped him in the face, screaming, what's wrong with you? but it made him smile and he began to stand up. My face was red with anger. 
I ran out of my hiding place. Wielding the knife in plain sight, I went up to the two of them and I made myself known to this guy. I grabbed my sister by the arm. I told her, we're going home. While never breaking eye contact with the man, the guy just continued to smile with his hands up. I had won, but something told me he would be back. When we got home, my sister was in tears, probably scarred for life. I told my parents what had happened, and of course they called the cops. Apparently, this wasn't the first time the guy was sighted doing something weird at the park. They've had multiple reports filed of a strange man talking to younger girls. This really upset me, because if it happened before, why hadn't they caught him yet? He was obviously a danger to people around him. He needed to be locked up. Well, they just said they'd keep an eye out for him, that they would patrol the park better, and I tried to calm my frustration with them. After everything, my sister uninstalled Snapchat herself, and I'm just thankful that I still have her here, safe and sound. I don't care if I had to break her privacy. All that matters now is that she's home safe. And number five, the Snapchat ghost. Submitted by Maddie. I'm rather easily scared, but most of the time I ask for it. I love to be scared. I love watching scary things on the internet, watching horror films, even when I have nightmares about what I've watched, but I keep on doing it. Well, my story starts when my best friend got really sick. At the time, she wasn't able to go to school. So being a typical teenager, I FaceTimed her that night so we could talk and still hang out. At one point, she told me she had a hilarious picture to show me. So while still on FaceTime, I went on Snapchat to see the picture she had sent me. It was of her spitting broccoli everywhere. I couldn't help but laugh loudly. It was pretty late that night and my mom told me to be quiet but my friend and I kept sending funny pictures back and forth, trying to keep from laughing too loud. As I was looking through my gallery, I found an especially funny picture with me sitting on the couch with the curtain drawn behind us as I was sitting in front of a window. My friend sent a screenshot of it and sent it back to me, and again we laughed. I took a screenshot of it myself, and I uploaded it to my Google Drive for safekeeping. Me and my friend went back on FaceTime and we just kept chatting. By then, I was on the computer using FaceTime while she was on her phone FaceTiming and using Snapchat. But suddenly, the happy atmosphere left and I saw my friend's face go emotionless. I saw the color drain from her skin before my eyes and it made me scared. Then she finally spoke without looking at me. She just kept staring at her phone Maddie, she asked me. Yeah, I stuttered. What is that? What is that hand? What are you talking about? She was scaring me pretty bad, and I was sure it was just a prank. But she instructed me to go back to that picture and look at it, the one that we just shared on Snapchat earlier. I nearly dropped my phone from fright, because just above my shoulder in the photo, there really was a hand. It hadn't been there before. In fact, I could go between the photos from different sources. One was normal, but the one on Snapchat showed the hand. 
I saw her smile a nervous smile, accusing me of just playing a prank on her because it just didn't make any sense, but I was freaking out. Between the couch and the window where the hand was, you couldn't fit back there. The couch was too close to the wall. I was alone in that room that day. I was alone in that house altogether. Whose hand was that? To this day, me and my friend believe the story, believe that something was in the photo. We have both discussed it, and the best explanation we can come up with sounds a bit ridiculous, but we truly believe it. We saw a ghost on that picture that night, a ghost that wanted to go on my Snapchat for whatever reason. And ever since then, I stay away from that corner by the window. The last thing I want is to see what's attached to that ghostly hand. Humans aren't perfect. Sometimes we're defective. That could mean we have an extra toe, or it could mean we find satisfaction in hurting others. For as long as people exist, you'll always have to be aware that there are people like this out there, people who would do anything to find you and get closer to you, whether you know they're there or not. So be safe, stay anonymous, beware of what you send over Snapchat, and click the subscribe button because that thing has saved countless lives. Good night. Be sure to like, share, and comment if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send me your crazy online gaming story soon at darknessprevails.org. Also, a huge thanks goes out to my newest patron. They are Dylan Gorman. I greatly appreciate the extra support, and I hope you enjoy the bonus episodes you've unlocked. As always, to anyone that's listening, stay safe out there and stay creepy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.